Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title. This is Keyshawn Rains, your host. Today's conversation is with a very special person who I actually had the privilege of meeting while we were both working together with a startup in Inglewood, California. And when we first met, she struck me as someone who's very powerful, very poised, very lovely, and actually quite hilarious human being. She is a yoga instructor. She is a comedian. She's got a lot of special skills under her belt. But what stands out to me the most is her presence is sincere. She's sweet. She's down to earth. And when she speaks, others listen. So in this conversation that I'm about to share with you, she offers insight about her journey in Kundalini yoga. She even shares a little bit with us about the new exciting adventure that she's about to go on in her personal life. So I invite you to sit back and be a part of this conversation with my buddy Sasha. Get comfortable. Take a couple of long, deep, cleansing breaths and get ready to listen to another conversation. We'll dive in and uh, mm-hmm. what we're going to start is uh, just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners. And um, when you do, just share your name, where you're from, and your astrological signs, your sun, moon, and rising. All right. Um, Well, hello. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sasha, and I am from Los Angeles and currently live here. I am an Aries uh, sun and Leo moon. Oh, sorry. Leo's rising Scorpio moon. Um, I also do comedy and I teach yoga and do business consulting. They're pretty much my main activities. That's a lot. And art. And art. Not to mention that part. Yeah. Not to mention that part. That's a lot. Um, And it's it's funny, and I say that because I feel like a lot of people who are from LA um, and are creatives or entrepreneurs in any way are always kind of like stirring a lot of different pots. Some that may not be like obviously related to each other, like yoga and comedy. Uh, However, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're all kind of representative of who you are. So... If you had to pick from, I would say, yoga, comedy, and business consulting, what's your favorite right now? Yoga. Okay. Why? Well, I mean, to me, it's more of a all-encompassing mm-hmm. way of life and just thing that matters to me in tons of ways, whereas if I look at business consulting, it's, it's literally a job. I mean, it's a great skill that I have and, and I bring it into many conversations that might not obviously seem like they're a business conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Like that training on like project management and like developing a logical process for something like it applies all over the place. So I think that all of three of these things are really connected. Mm -hmm. And then comedy, especially, I mean, that's something that's relatively new. I've been, training and doing shows for less than two years um but it also incorporates into everything else because like for example I taught a yoga class last Mm -hmm. night and we had and it's generally a class for adults sometimes there are kids there but I've never I was substituting for my own teacher Mm -hmm. and there were three little girls like my friend was bringing her two nieces and so I invited my seven-year-old cousin and her mom Mm -hmm. and if you have 
three little girls in the class that's like, you know, relatively challenging physically. You have to like keep the humor and mood up. Mm -hmm. And even if they weren't there, you kind of still have Mm -hmm. to, you know, I find that it helps people if we're doing something that's pretty intense or, you know, getting into your own nervous system in ways that are definitely not comfortable Mm -hmm. in the moment. Uh, then having like the element of comedy and just being able to keep it light has made a huge difference, I think, for me and and hopefully for my students. So they do all kind of weave together. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, even that comes up when I'm teaching. I started teaching a relatively new class here in the D.C. area about three weeks ago, and it's a rising class. So it's a 6.30 a.m. class. And of course, you know, people are coming in. This is the beginning of their day, probably the most movement that they've done. And it's a it's a relatively I'd say it's really like a level one, maybe level two um, vinyasa. And same thing. I can I can feel the the students, you know, like, what are we doing? This is challenging. (laughs) And then, yeah, throw a joke in or something very, you know, like but bum type joke, but more like something humorous, like you said, something to keep the energy light and easy. Because I notice when people, you know, are feeling light and easy, that they're usually more willing to kind of go outside of their comfort zone or try something a little bit, you know, strange or different so that they can really, you know, have the benefit of it. So, what led you to stand-up comedy? I mean, I'm assuming stand-up is what we're talking about, yes? Okay. Yes, okay. yes, What yes. led you there? How did, how did you end up there? Um, well, interesting that you ask. Okay. Um, I was working at a startup in downtown Inglewood, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, a great opportunity to help develop a new business, but it was also really challenging because it was new and involved permitting and health department and all this stuff. So it was a bit stressful. Also, there was like a construction aspect. Mm. So one day I was speaking with a woman who's one of my teachers. Um, At the time, she was, we were basically doing a coaching session Mm. because she had written a book. And she told me if I did, you know, a review of the book, then she would exchange for like two free coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, So we were doing this and I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of stressed. I'm like looking around this place. It's a huge mess. Like it just feels like everything's really disorganized, you know? And so this is what we were going through. Mm -hmm. And we do a technique that she is certified in. It's um, developed by the HeartMath Institute. I don't know if you're familiar. Not yet. I will. They're, (laughs) yeah, they're really good. It's, it's it's a very like science-based approach to, to literally a breathing technique. Mm. Um, You know, as a yogi, I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's my language. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sometimes like businesses spring up around these things, but they're cool. And they're, it's a technique that like NASA uses. They train people in. Okay. Um, Yeah. They're, they're endorsed by everybody. Uh, So, so we're doing this and it basically involves asking your heart certain questions, tapping Mm. into that intelligence and then asking your heart questions. And so I asked my heart, like whatever the question was, how do I, you know, manage my life more efficiently and effectively and like be happy and all that. And Mm -hmm. so at first, if, if, as you're listening, if you hear something or, or a sensation or like get a flash, whatever it is that, seems logical or makes sense then that's like for sure not your heart Mm. speaking to you it's your brain and so then you try again so you know do the breathing pattern for a few minutes and then ask the question so on the second try I just hear like all this laughing like someone like cracking up or people cracking up and I was like that's weird I hear laughing and she was like, oh, have you ever thought about trying stand or being, being a comedian or trying stand-up comedy? I was like, mm, 
I actually have because I had one friend who did this class and I went to her graduation show. And I remember being at the graduation show like, wow, everyone's like doing these comedy sets so well. Like, this is impressive. Mm -hmm. And but this was months before. And so then when this came up, I I was like, yeah, I did like go to this thing. She's like, okay, like go register for this class, like call me back. And so I did, I signed up for it. It's a course called pretty funny women. I honestly highly recommend it. The the woman who teaches it has been doing it for like 25 years. Her Mm -hmm. name is Lisa Sensen. She's just, she's like very sharp and a great coach and doesn't like sugarcoat anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of have to get through like your own like tragedies and like what's true there in order to make it funny Mm -hmm. so it's definitely not an easy process but anyway I started training with her and met a bunch of cool women and we started producing our own shows and yeah it just kind of like flowed from listening to my heart and Mm. now that I'm more in it I mean I obviously have like years and years to go in terms of just developing the skill Mm -hmm. but it's not something that I am really attached to as like, oh, I really, really want to like be a comedian mm. and be like on these shows mm-hmm. at night because it's just, it's like the opposite lifestyle of yoga mm-hmm. it's, like in like bars and clubs, like late at night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's definitely not like a super major pursuit currently, mm-hmm. but like I said, the skill does really help me in business and teaching and just like myself and my personality, I think has gotten enhanced by Mm -hmm. having you know this skill and just getting rid of the inhibitions like you have to really (laughs) put yourself out there and prepare to do horribly and just be (laughs) embarrassed on a very regular basis and so like getting comfortable with that has also been really valuable yeah I can imagine um I my son is 17 he's going to Mm. he's college bound now but he got um interested just in stage performance in general when he was like Mm. and went through like musical theater and was with the kids theater company. And when he was about 14, 13, 14 years old, he um, had an opportunity in one of his theater performances to play a comedian. And Mm -hmm. it was like one of the first times that I really saw, you know, that natural, you know, heart driven thing in him that just came out and these jokes and this storytelling was just like flooding out of him. And then as he got older, he just kind of got more interested in it. But very much also still very into music, also still very much in academic. So comedy, we were just talking about this the other day because I said, hey, you know, what do you what do you want to focus on? You know, he's majoring in film when he goes mm-hmm. to school. Nice. I said, what do you want to focus on? Do you still want to, you know, do comedy? And he's like, comedy is a way that I get through some conversations sometimes mm-hmm. is with that skill the way like you said I'm learning how to deal with rejection and those things so there's it's always a trip to me how there's these little hidden lessons that kind of find their way into the career paths or the you know the professions that we find ourselves in that it's rarely is it about just the the job itself versus what you're actually getting as a result of of doing the job so That's pretty cool. I'm glad that you're having that experience. You mentioned that you were at an, was a yoga event or was it a retreat that you were at in Mexico? What was, tell me more about that. So it's um, an annual gathering called the summer solstice sadhana. And it's put on by an organization called 3HO, um, which three H's are healthy, happy, and holy. And so this is like the Kundalini yoga governing body Mm. main Mm -hmm. organization. This year, 
was actually celebrated the 50th anniversary of 3HO. Wow. Yeah. So Yogi Bhajan, who came from India to first Canada and then the U.S., is pretty much the person, you know, responsible for bringing the particular science and discipline of Kundalini yoga um, Mm -hmm. to this part of the world and actually really spreading it all over because it wasn't anywhere um, outside of India. But now at this last event, there was over 2000 people. I don't know the exact count, but from all over the world, from Central America, South America, North America, Europe, Africa, Asia, there's like a really big like growing Chinese delegation that comes every year and they have like their own Mm. translator and stuff so it's just a good time it's like a really big gathering and the whole thing happens every year in New Mexico like up a mountain Mm -hmm. um on some very sacred land which they Mm. they do acknowledge in a lot of ways which is important um and it's all centered around an event called white tantric yoga uh which has to be done in a large and usually it happens as like a, a one day event in cities all over the world. But mm-hmm. at the summer solstice and winter solstice, it'll be a three day gathering. Okay. So it's basically a time for like subconscious cleaning and just mm. getting yourself like through whatever. And mm-hmm. the, the theme this year was renew to be new. And mm. you sit and do different types of meditations that might involve um, like mantras and chanting. You might have your mm-hmm. eyes open or closed, but the whole setup is done with using like a sacred geometry layout of people. So mm. imagine you have like 2,500 people, everyone's sitting in lines face to face. So you'll have mm-hmm. like a line of generally men and generally women, although it doesn't have to be done that way. It's more just for organizing, but you'll have like a line of men facing a line of women you're looking into the eyes of somebody for most of it. Mm. Some of it, you're back to back. And then Mm -hmm. that same line will repeat like 10 times. So you'll have this whole big spread layout and it's really only to be done like at those times under like supervision. And like, it's a very technical thing. Um, This was my third time practicing that particular type of meditation. Mm. Um, I did it once in LA at UCLA, just like a one day then mm-hmm. in New Mexico four years ago when I went for the first time and then in New Mexico this year. Wow. Yeah. That sounds intense. It I mean, it is. And, yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds intense. I, um, when I was uh, doing my first yoga teacher training, part of one of the weeks that we spent um, in training, we had an instructor come and visit who was a Kundalini instructor. Mm-hmm. And um, she led us through, what sounds like nothing to the degree of what you just described, but she led us through a meditation that was like a partnered meditation mm-hmm. where all the students in the class, like you said, male and female sitting opposite each other when it was available. And she, you know, we were seated across from each other, looking into each other's eyes. And while we sat, we were being led, you know, she was reading affirmations and different statements that were triggering different emotions, different feelings. But the, I guess the task of the meditation was to maintain the eye contact was Mm -hmm. to maintain that visit, that visual connection with the partner and what, and it stands out to me and I will never forget the experience because I think that was one of the first times that I was really able to see like, we're not that different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's reading these statements and these affirmations or these short stories, and we're having an almost identical reaction to them, Mm -hmm. even though, 
you're you and you're walking in your world and your body and you show up the way you do and I'm me, yet we both hear the same words, you know, we both hear the same chant um, and we respond to it the same way. So it was really a, a really deep bonding moment for us as students going through this training together. And um, it's something that I will never forget. Like it was definitely, so I can only imagine yeah, the scale. So <laughs> what you just described. It, it sounds like what you probably did would be technically called like a. I think they're called a Venus Kriya, which are okay. done with a partner. Okay. And yeah, those are great. Those those can absolutely be done. You know, in just the context of like a regular class or, or training. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the same thing. Uh, this just imagine it's basically just more magnified with like the group energy, um, yeah. which makes it really interesting. But yeah, I remember when I first time I had a partner for all three days, we worked together, this guy who just basically was randomly introduced to me by, um, a woman who, who I really used to like there. She unfortunately passed away two years ago, but she, mm -hmm. uh, she's like an angel, but Anyway, she introduced us and she was like, oh, yeah, so you're doing like white tantric yoga this year for the first time. Like, do you have a partner? My son doesn't have a partner yet. Would you be interested? And I'm like, I guess, you know, I didn't really like know what to expect, but I just it was like, OK, if someone's like mom is introducing them, I'm just imagining like <laughs> a 15 year old kid. That's like what I right. <laughs> So then this guy shows right. up who's like my age and like not her son. She's like, well, you know, it's my spiritual son. But anyway, you guys should work together. I'm like, okay, cool. So we did. And for three days straight, like we literally stared at each other. Like we didn't even know each other before that first day. And it was like, it's an emotional roller coaster. And I remember distinctly one of those meditations where, you know, I'm looking at this person and like the face is just transforming. Mm. It's like yes. every man I've ever like met and known from like my dad to like exes to just anybody it's just like their face is showing up I'm like oh my god you know and <laughs> so it's like yeah it's kind of intense because your brain just like brings up these things that you might have had hidden and might be able to go through mostly everyday life being like just kind of sweeping it under the rug basically mm -hmm. even without trying to like avoid things actively we just right. that's just how our subconscious works so you know, having like, just having the instruction and prompts to dive into that stuff is mm -hmm. like, okay, let's do it. We're, we're going here. This is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I think what it, whatever I experience anything like that or hear anything like that, of course it like, it activates something in me like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? like with our families or our yeah. friends or, or have like law enforcement trained. Yes. Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body and by the time you're done we will be ready to continue thank you so much for listening listening to this podcast this morning um i listened to a super soul conversation yeah. with oprah and um it was an older episode, but she had a woman who was actually um, a sister, like a 
of a nun and she we were they were just talking about like the state of the world and you know how jacked up it is and one of the things that came out of it that was really positive was this idea of we forgot how united we actually are as just humanity and sometimes we get so far away from that that you know the idea of seeing another person looking into another person sitting still with another person holding space for a stranger is like so far-fetched right but what i'm finding that those of us who are in this holistic healing yoga wellness you know focused community i'm starting to see more of us and especially starting to see more women of color specifically black women that are you know starting to make a big impact and make their mark in this world so you mentioned your teacher can you tell us a little bit more about her and how you guys found each other yeah absolutely um my teacher so I have two. I okay. I started my yoga training at an ashram in Florida. Um, and there I studied for a couple months, actually had the opportunity to live there with a guru named Yogi Hari, um, mm-hmm. who's Indian, but like by way of Guyana. So he's really like this mm-hmm. Caribbean guy. And he, mm-hmm. He's really funny too. I'm going to be going back there in the fall to do an advanced training this so this is not kundalini yoga his okay um style of yoga is called samporna yoga and it's more hatha based and like very traditional um so anyway he's really cool and and that's one teacher but mm-hmm. when i moved back to la after being in florida i was like okay i want to try to be in like i don't know a spiritual community i don't know what that mm-hmm. even means mm-hmm. so I I was actually having um, a reading done. This was by an Ifa priest who, who my family mm. works with. And so, you know, we're sitting there and he was like, oh, do you know Krishna Kar? She has this nonprofit called Yoga for Youth. Um, and she goes into like juvenile detention centers and schools and works with these kids. And I was like, no, I have no idea who you're talking about, you know? And so mm-hmm. I looked her up after this and, uh, and went to one of her classes. She, she has a standing Monday night class in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And if she's not there, someone else will teach. So that's why I had the opportunity to sub her class last night, mm-hmm. um, which is a big deal because I mean, mm-hmm. I've known her for years. This is probably like the third time that she's invited me to, to do so. So I was like, yay. Um, <laughs> but at the time, yeah. So back six years ago, mm-hmm. he mentions her name. And so I'm like, nope, I don't know who that is. So I go and I introduce myself. I take her class. I think maybe I took one or two classes and I was like, okay, well, I guess I could, I better do this training with her. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she just celebrated her 80th birthday. So wow. at the time I was like, oh, I better not like delay, you know, who knows how long <laughs> hey. she'll be around. But, right. But, yeah. Obviously right. it'll, I'm sure be many, many, many more years. But mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, "Oh, I just better sign up." And so <laughs> that was kind of it. And I didn't even have money. Like she, she let me work for her, like for her organization, and and for mm-hmm. her as like an assistant, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, however many hours it was a week to just like she was like, "I'm going to pay you, and then you can use the money to pay for training if you want." So mm-hmm. it was awesome doing that because we got to know each other really well, and I got to travel with her a bit and. She's just a great time. I didn't personally grow up with my own grandparents um, Mm. just through, you know, society and Mm -hmm. personal health and all that. They just weren't around um, much. Most of them weren't around even when I was born, but 
anyway I didn't grow up with any grandparents and so you know just having her and like she just has a great sense of humor like speaking of someone who's hilarious she (laughs) she went to UCLA you know 60 years ago and and actually left the theater program to go perform on Broadway so she just has this like wow singing and dancing ability and then she translated that more into like yoga and so yeah she's awesome wow I could talk about her all day (laughs) that's amazing questions (laughs) yeah no no that's really cool no I and I I appreciate you for sharing that really like unique relationship especially like you said um not you know growing up with grandparents and being able to meet this woman as an adult Mm -hmm. and be able to have that really you know kindred familial maternal you know relationship and for her to also be someone that you continue to see as as your mirror in a sense you know it's like this is somebody that I can honor that I can respect and I can admire and I guarantee that you can see yourself in her and vice versa so I think that's cool I love how universe just puts people in our lives you know like that even if we don't specifically go out seeking that but when we get those those people that show up for us and they're whatever period of time that they're present for we get to really take as much you know wisdom from them as they're willing to offer and um I think like I think I was able to grow up with both of my grandmothers well into adulthood and I would say that the lessons that I learned and the stories that they shared with me, there's moments when I will be experiencing something in my life. And I'm like, grandma said this was going to happen. She shared something like this with me. She told me something about this or just little habits and things that I'll recognize. Like I got this from her. So it's pretty cool. I I, I like that. Um, I want to know what you're most passionate about right now, overall in your life. What are you, what's, what's on fire for you right now? Well, I, um, in April, mid-April, got engaged. <laughs> and I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, like, social media. Speaking of social media, right? <laughs> Although, that even that days. was a funny experience, because this <laughs> happened, it happened while we were both in France. Um, okay. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm at Aries and Leo Rising, and I made, mm-hmm. I have, like, a bad joke of, like a fire sign joke because <laughs> I'm like oh it's so romantic getting engaged in Paris and like we burned down Notre Dame because he, he he's an Aries also <laughs> oh really yeah. oh wow oh yeah you guys set it ablaze yeah so oh, I, my goodness. I've like literally said that on stage and, and I'm like what too soon like <laughs> too soon we're not ready to laugh about it yet oh okay. I got it um, but no obviously we did not bring down Notre Dame this is April 11th which was before that incident <laughs> Um, just FYI yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be super clear they never found anyone who was <laughs> responsible um right. but yeah so that happened in Paris and it was interesting because you know we're on this trip and I'm like wow this is like our you know couple days to just kind of like be with each other and like enjoy mm. this new development and you know like he had actually already talked to my parents and everything before we even went but oh wow yeah it was so sweet he's like he's great uh but you know a lot of my not a lot of my friends I would actually say only a few of them but some people were just like oh my god like I can't believe you didn't tell me like immediately I'm like what the heck like I just waited till I got home to like have either conversations with people or like see you in person you know like Mm -hmm. you you need me to like text you from Europe Europe give you a heads up like this is crazy like I think people are just really obsessed with like breaking news um 
So that was a little weird. But anyway, to get back to your main question, mm-hmm. I think that the so I have a book that I bought and it's called Marriage on the Spiritual Path and it talks about mm. just the idea of like a union being one of the highest forms of yoga that anyone could willingly choose to practice because you have to show up on a daily basis and mm-hmm. honor this other person and grow and like make something that's greater than the two of you. And, and they, they have this line, they have, I mean, the book's great. I could honestly quote it all day, but like one of the things <laughs> they talk about is like, you know, you choose to come together in like the face of time and space and all the challenges that will happen to like create something beautiful for your children whether you have children or not. And I think that part's really important because a lot of people would be like, oh, well, like, whatever. We don't know about kids. It's like, okay, not the point, you know? (laughs) Right. Don't get stuck on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretend like that's happening only because it gives you a longer-term, like, future view and sort of, like, Mm. shared goal, you know? The the literal existence of your own kids or not is not relevant. But, like, just having that mindset with another individual like amalgamating into something that's different and greater than either of you Mm -hmm. so it's just something that I'm really focused on and like really passionate about because it uh it's just such a cool opportunity and like we have so much fun together and Mm -hmm. we support each other and like all these kind of ways and just like it's even better than I ever would have imagined and so it's just very exciting right now that's so cool that's so cool I like that I I I think that I would love if more couples made the very conscious decision that once they get engaged that their focus or one of their their points of focus as a couple is on the marriage itself and not the wedding oh yeah uh <laughs> you know uh yeah right that part <laughs> it's like I um oh yeah that that thing that we have to do but I love that you are you know as as a spiritualist as an academic as a person who's like I I really am making this something that is a priority something that you're putting energy and effort into and that you really are looking at the next 10, 20, 30, 50 years that you guys are going to have together and starting to make those decisions and agreements within yourself and within your partnership to really be on a spiritual path together. And, um, and that's really beautiful. So yes, I saw your post on Instagram and was very excited through Instagram. Thank you. Appreciate you for sharing that part of your life with us because it's, it's a very sacred, it's a sacred moment, you know, between the two of you guys. So I, I appreciate you for letting that be so visible because it's definitely, um, it's inspiring. You know, I think, um, I think marriage is, is something that has gone through a lot of different, you know, transitions and evolutions over time. Mm-hmm. And now I notice more couples that are making the conscious decision to get married are going into it as with the intention of being a partner with the intention of creating a legacy as a couple, as a family. And um, that's really powerful. So I, I like that. I, um, <clears throat> I have just a couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of like sentences and I just want you to complete them. Okay. So the first one is if I could teach the world a lesson, it would be. Well, if I could teach the world a lesson, it would be that, we 
have all these tools and powers within ourselves, and mm-hmm. they need to be trained, but they are there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's already in there. Yeah. Just need to dig it out, polish it. <laughs> yeah. Give it, give it some life. Yeah. And the polishing doesn't stop just because somebody's mm-hmm. trained or they're teaching yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's a constant thing, but just knowing that you have that access, especially for young people mm. is, I think that's just the most important thing that I could possibly teach anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. The next one, um, I know I've made an impact when, um, well, I know I made an impact when anyone, you know, laughs or cracks a smile or mm-hmm. just leaves my presence feeling a little better than they were before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one area I want to show up for myself more is. Um, one area where I want to show up for myself more is as an artist Mm. and I'm learning to sing and play the guitar and there's just a, I do pottery. So there's a lot of like art in my life and I... I mentioned like inhibitions earlier. It's, it's Mm -hmm. really just like melting those away and then Mm. using what was melted down to like step over and climb on and like doing the next thing again, doing that again the next day. You know, it's like, I love that pretty constant climb, but yeah, I love that. It's like making a pottery with your inhibitions, using a little kiln and melting them down and molding them into something else. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, so the last couple parts I have, uh, I like to wrap up each episode pretty much the same way. And um, the last question is, well, the last two, I should say, um, how did you show yourself love today? So today I showed myself love. Um, well, I woke up early and I was like, still almost like groggy asleep so I went to the couch and slept for like 15 more minutes okay Um, and then I went to my yoga mat and I have a meditation a kundalini yoga meditation that I'm doing for well my my vision is to do it for a thousand days in a row that's basically what they say is like mastery level of something is if you can do it a thousand days in a row Mm -hmm. so I'm in like the early hundreds right now. Okay. okay. Um, but I did that and I did a short um, Kundalini yoga set about strengthening the aura mm. and just took it really easy. Um, you know, starting, <laughs> of course, like right when you're about to go like sit and wear all white and teach is when like your cycle would start. So oh, always, that was always, like right. last <laughs> night. So I'm like, okay, awesome. So, you know, I just try to pay attention to like what, however I'm feeling and kind of manage that with, the activities that I'm doing and Mm -hmm. so yeah just had like a really nice peaceful morning read some little tarot card that I have and then got ready for this awesome here we are that's 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 lovely (laughs) okay what is your power word um hmm. power word well I don't know if I have a power word, I've never really thought about that. Do you have one? 
Uh, for me is freedom. That's my power word. It's the word that I come back to when I am having moments of doubt, uh, when I'm having moments of confusion. And it's also the word that I come back to when I'm trying to remember why I started doing something in the first place mm-hmm. is this, this need and this desire and this, um, love for freedom in yeah. all you know aspects yeah that's well really. i thank you for asking <laughs> no one ever asked well me i'm that. trying <laughs> to like stall a bit and be like what do i say um <laughs> but yeah no no, no that helps okay so i think that my power word is less of a word but i would say that it's the the mantra satnam um mm-hmm. which is considered like a, a a foundational like seed mantra of yoga and and a lot grows from there um just because it's it's almost like i if people really don't know what it means i kind of describe it as similar to like aloha right like you can Mm -hmm. use it for a lot of different sayings Mm -hmm. um and so that's something that i'll just find myself basically repeating now at this point more like just subconsciously or automatically like especially if I'm just having like a moment to myself in the day it's like okay Mm -hmm. you know inhale sat exhale nam and and what it does literally mean is the the truth is my identity so like I am truth and that's just a good like reminder because I know that even if things are like a little like weird or off or tricky or or great like whatever the situation is I can kind of balance out my own like emotional reaction to it by just mm-hmm. remembering that like it's kind of all the same yeah like yeah just trying to be more neutral and in a good way right like it, there was like that like positive positivity only like trend that that's yeah that's going on <laughs> and I'd say I probably caught it early and now I'm like okay you know You're like, okay, that's not that. that's not it that's not only <laughs> right, it. right 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 so, it's just like it's a very like balancing sort of like magic word for me I guess absolutely yeah I remember the first time that I heard Satnam was when I had taken my first kundalini class um this was years ago and the instructor Chrissy um you know she was closing out the class with the like the three rounds of Satnam and every time that I heard it it I was like I don't even know exactly what this translates to but it feels so good to say it so to um to chant it and and participate in that so that was that's a good one I like that thank you for sharing that yeah so the last part before we go is um you mentioned tarot decks uh I have not dove into tarot just yet I am definitely a lover of oracle decks and one deck that I like to use pretty much every day is called the oracle of e and um e isn't everything everything is everything and so it's a deck of 52 cards so what i would like is for you to select a number between one and 52 uh i will select 11 okay 11 so the message on card number 11 is bring it (laughs) you are brave and fearless these days even if it doesn't feel that way you are being called to take off your armor and leap Today is the day to call fear out as the wimpy imposter that it is. It's time to go for it. Nice. Satnam. Hey, I love it. Yes, I love it. Awesome. Well, this was amazing, Sasha. I appreciate you so much for 
saying yes to the invitation for taking out the time in your day and your schedule to for sharing so openly and so authentically about your story, your journey, for letting us and listeners celebrate your engagement and the the path that you're on there. Yeah. I am um, I'm so privileged to have met you and I like I said sometimes life brings us in and out of people's worlds for a reason and a purpose and you're someone that I continue to look to for inspiration. I continue to watch your journey and I'm just I'm grateful for your presence. So thank Thank you so much. Wow. No, thank you. This was awesome. When, when I got the invite, I was like, oh my God, someone wants me to be on their podcast. Oh my God. Like, I, I'm really excited. So this, this is great. I appreciate the opportunity and any, any time really, um, you know, awesome. whatever you're up to, if you ever want to talk or work on anything or just be in touch, whatever it is. Um, Absolutely. I would love that. Well, yeah, I'm, it's funny because I'm here in D.C. and I think I saw, again, social media. Yeah. Saw something about, um, like, Georgetown. Did you go to Georgetown? Yes. Are you, are you in the Okay. Yeah, cool. I just had my 10-year reunion. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, wow, connections all over the place. So, anyway, yes, this was lovely, and I will definitely be in touch. Um, I will, you know, continue to keep you posted and in the in – the, episode notes I'm going to add some of the the resources that you shared especially the book and um the heart math institute and then um ways for people to connect with you on social media and that kind of stuff too so yeah awesome yeah all of that sounds great and if you have any questions you know where to find me okay cool thanks Sasha have a good one you too thank you okay Uh uh-huh peace bye have a choice of hundreds of podcasts and I appreciate you for choosing this one. Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard, check out my first book, Because I Said So, Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story, available on Amazon. Stay connected on social media. Find me at Keyshawn Rains. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to something different and experience something new. Peace and blessings. Namaste.